your soul. Be refreshed. These seven spirits of God. It's like the sevenfold emotions of God the Father. It'll mess you up, man. If I wasn't so healed emotionally, I'd probably cry. But I really am that healed. Not even exaggerating. But it gets so emotional in this waterfall of grace that it's just like, man, I wish I could still cry. It feels like I should be crying. I can't even cry anymore. He's wiped every tear from my eye. You gotta get a lot more stronger glory to just wring out the last few drops of sadness and sorrow <laughs> in my soul because you can get that glorified and we will be that glorified, guys. I tell you the truth. You know, that's the joy of pioneering stuff. You know, you find out how good the gospel actually is. This glorious freedom of the seven spirits of God will dramatically increase through all your lives now. This is the answer to every problem in your life. It's the fullness of the Holy Ghost. This might be the most profound revelation I've seen and heard. And this is what got me all just, ooh, man. You know, just looking at the history of everything he's done with man since the fall, man, it'll make you melt. Everything Jesus Christ has been working with mankind, you know, pre-Abraham and the days of Noah and the days of Enoch in the days of Adam, you know, and after the flood with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the Old Covenant. Oh my God, from Jesus Christ to the present time during the church age of grace, it just gets to me. It just melts me. And he said something to me today that might be one of the most intense revelations I've ever heard, and I pray grace would flood your hearts and minds to feel the intensity of this, because... The seven trumpets of Revelation that turn into the seven bowls is the history of the Holy Spirit through man. (laughs) The seven trumpets turn into seven bowls. And it's the history of the Holy Spirit through man. Because the seven trumpets, it's everything the Holy Spirit, the voice of many waters, has said through the apostles and prophets and teachers and evangelists and pastors during the church age. And now it's turning into seven bowls. It really is. And you think seven bowls, seven last plagues are bad? They're not. That was the perfect exodus of God's people in Egypt. People don't understand the book of Revelation, obviously. If you knew what that word meant, you'd be praying for the seven bowls every day. I mean, God, send your plagues. Because <laughs> it's the final exodus in everyone's souls coming out of Egypt. Egypt just symbolizes darkness. Where our Lord was crucified, it is written in Revelation. He was crucified in the place of all darkness, all demons, all sin, all transgression, all sorcery, which is iniquity was on Jesus Christ as He died at Skull Hill, Golgotha, Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. 
And it took 2,000 years for the Holy Spirit through trumpets and now bowls to get all the sin out of man. That's the history of the works of the Holy Spirit, also called the book of Acts. The seven trumpets turn into seven bowls. And we're in the time of the bowls. I tell you the truth. We're in the time where the seven mountains, and I saw a vision of it, and these visions have never been wrong. I saw a vision of the seven bowls on the seven mountains. And the seven mountains in the book of Enoch are like seven metal mountains. You know, you might have heard about the seven mountain mandate. You know, there's some teachers that teach on that stuff. Those seven mountains are Babylon. Everyone that's gotten up on those mountains is like a billy goat. (laughs) Like a mountain goat. They've had to claw and buck their heads up the mountain to be great in Babylon because there's seven mountains of flesh. There's seven mountains of carnality. (laughs) Since O'Reilly's retired, we're going to have word of the day. Word of the day, carnality. (laughs) Rest in peace, guys. Holy Spirit. (laughs) we got to have fun with this. And there's hope for everyone while there's still breath in them. But you got to understand, these seven blazing torches are not messing around. We've been messing around in religion majorly. All of us come out of such extreme religion that when we come into the glory of God, it's like everything that we thought about God just gets blasted out of our brains. We were utterly deceived, if we're honest with ourselves. In the charismatic church, you know, we're the wild Pentecostal signs and wonders charismatic Christians. If we are honest with ourselves, as these seven blazing torches burn through our brains and burn through our minds and burn through our hearts and burn through our bodies, we lived in utter darkness in the charismatic church. And I say that in perfect love because it's the truth. We have settled for such a low standard that is so far below the promised land of inheriting a new heavens and a new earth which is written in the Destiny Scroll for this generation to inherit. So we've got to go so much further and so much higher than any generation, than any apostle and prophet has gone before. (laughs) Boldly go where no man has gone before, and it's fun. You know, you're at the front lines of Joel's army, at the army of the Lord, at the vanguard of the army of God, I tell you the truth. And to stay here, you're going to have to put on the full armor of God. And you're going to have to pick up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. And you're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. And you're going to have to learn how to win by total dependency on the seven blazing torches, the fullness of the Holy Spirit. That's true. That's the only way you can stay right with God. That's the only way you can advance into the higher things of God and have authority in the heavens. These mountains, which are the enemies of our life, Our salvation is by seven blazing torches, Holy Spirit, seal of salvation. It is written. And our enemy is Babylon. Babylon is the city of religion, the city of man's philosophies, the city of man's efforts, the city of the idolatry of the human brain. I tell you the truth. The seat of the beast is the human brain. (laughs) 
called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And it doesn't work in the spirit. It works in the human brain. And it's got the whole world deceived majorly. It's got our people, the good Christians that love Jesus and speak in tongues and go to Him in times of trouble and do the best they can every day to obey the Holy Ghost. It's got our people compromised. It's got our people ensnared because it's so deceiving that who has enough revelation to not perish? My people perish for lack of revelation knowledge, it is written. Who's got enough revelation to not perish? I mean, it's like Satan has used every lie in this generation to ensnare us. I mean, if you're in starlight, you're ensnared. The deception of the ages, the deception of Babylon is false light. Most Christians, most charismatic Christians, I know they're saved in their hearts. I can feel it when I'm around them, but it's astonishing what comes through their minds. The seven blazing torches through your minds will be the salvation of your minds. And we've never had it like this before. This is a time where people will actually sit on the throne of Jesus Christ and rule and reign by the exact same seven spirits of God before His throne. This has never happened before. This is the manifestation of the perfection of the new covenant. This is the fulfillment of the verse of Jesus Christ where it says, On the third day, I'm going to raise them up. For a day is as a thousand years, and you know it's been two thousand years since Jesus Christ spoke that word. So now you're in the third day. Seventh day since Adam, third day since Jesus Christ. You are in fact, right now, in the day of the Lord. The very, very beginning stages. And it's the morning star. Morning star is not Lucifer. The morning star is not Satan. The morning star is not the dragon and the devil. The morning star is Jesus Christ. Satan just always steals all the powerful things of Christianity and warps them to make the Christians weak and to reject that revelation so that the warlocks and the sorcerers can use it to ensnare people in starlight deception. We've got to get over it and understand that Jesus Christ is so much more powerful and that we've been ripped off by Satan and religious demons that have kept all the most powerful things of Christianity away from the church. That's why you don't hear this stuff other places, because Satan has them all locked up in little buildings, little buildings of doctrines and theologies that are acceptable to the masses. You know, it's grievous sin to water down your teaching so it's acceptable to the masses. You can never grow your spirit that way. There's no fresh manna, there's no living word. If you are in the living word and the living wine, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're going to offend the hell out of people, literally, because it's hell in them that keeps them from having total glory and joy and peace in the Holy Ghost, heaven on earth. You have to offend the hell out of them. You have to burn the hell out of their brains because we're trained in Babylon. We're not trained in the kingdom. Very few ministries on earth, and there are some, that train you kingdom. And it's wonderful to be a part of that company. And I know we're a different tribe. We're a wild tribe. You know, we're a crazy tribe. But 
we're a tribe of the body of Christ nonetheless, you know. We're kind of like that tribe where the most despicable. You know, we like, people acknowledge that we're saved, but it's just kind of disgusting their behavior, you know, their freedom's real offensive and stuff, and kind of just keep a safe distance. A lot of people just keep a safe distance from us. You know, that's fine. And when the seven blazing torches burn through their brains, maybe they'll get a little more freedom and come join the wild tribe. Because we really do have the most fun of all the Christians on earth, you know. And if I see someone having more fun and more glory, I join them and get an impartation, you know, to stay teachable, clay in the potter's hands, always desiring more of him and less of me. And I know Jesus Christ really well. I know the King of Glory. And I know he's always about throwing parties. He's always about celebration. He, he calls this time for his covenant people the celebration of the ages. It's the maturation of the times. And because there's mixture in so many souls that have one foot in Babylon and one foot in the kingdom, they're not feeling the celebration because that mixture in them is under judgment. <laughs> But let the angels work inside your souls and clean those rooms of your interior castles out so it's just pure joy in there. And there's no sadness, there's no sorrow, there's no sin, there's no lies. Because there's wrath of the Lamb towards lies because those are the flies of Belial. The Lord of the flies, the Lord of lies, the Father of lies, Satan is his name, and he took one-third of the angels and we've been at war for 6,000 years ever since it's such a rich history and I tell you the truth we're coming into a time right now on the seventh day with seven horns and seven eyes and seven blazing torches of total victory over the fall (laughs) total victory over Satan and his angels for this is the entire reason Jesus died on the cross to redeem His people back to Himself in all glory, in all joy, in all the Holy Spirit fullness, to rule and reign this world like Adam and Eve did before they gave up the glory. And you know what they gave up the glory for, guys? Religion. Religion deceived Eve. Adam wasn't deceived. He just joined his wife. Because he loved her so much, he's like, gosh, here we go. <laughs> it's true, that's what's written in the Bible. Eve was deceived by religion. That there was a revelation in the Spirit higher than what Jesus Christ revealed to them. You know, they had the fullness. They had the fullness of deity in bodily form. And they gave up the glory for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For knowledge. You know, knowledge is great as long as it comes in the roots of David. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the roots of David. And one of those seven blazing torches is the spirit of knowledge, the fire of knowledge. But the greatest deception that deceives all the Christians is instead of drinking the river of the fire of knowledge of the roots of David of the seven spirits of God which is our only source of life in this world called the Holy Spirit River instead of that we go and get information for our brains and literally 
kill ourselves. This is why so many people fight the glory of God. Because they're eating from the wrong tree in the garden. And very few have even stopped eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because that's the food force-fed you in Babylon the Great, the city Babylon. There's only two cities where all souls on earth occupy heavenly Jerusalem and Babylon the Great. And the great harvest is the transfer of the souls in Babylon the Great into the city heavenly Jerusalem, which is the marriage supper of the Lamb. They come in because the sons of God so opened the gates of the twelve pearls of heavenly Jerusalem into the earth that people can see the glorious life of Jesus and there's no religious blockage of Babylon from keeping them running into the throne of Jesus Christ. Religion is what's blocked people from running into the kingdom and getting glorified. It's the only thing that causes rebellion because they don't see how they can have that much fun and satisfaction in God, so they always turn to the flesh and to lust to fill that void inside them for pleasure. That's the only reason why people sin and lust. You'll completely stop lusting entirely as you come into this city with all of your heart and all of your mind and are totally enthralled with enthusiasm for Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's true, you never need to get pleasured anymore and a lot of people try real hard to not sin and you know, and they just use their own self-efforts to be good boys and good girls and that's religion, that's not how you do it. I mean, that's not fun. That looks like you're about to pop from squeezing it too hard. (laughs) That ain't God. That's not a disciple. A disciple is so overflowing with the pleasure of the river of Eden that people are jealous because you're so happy and blessed and pleasured all the time on the spirit of grace. All the time we hear people say it, you know, we'll be in public and I'll be... I'm always the highest one. I'm around crackheads, heroin addicts, drunks everywhere, you know. We go, we do a lot of stuff. We go everywhere. And I'm always the highest one. It's just people don't think they can ever have what I have and what blocks them out. Babylon. Because their minds don't think it's available for them. Their minds don't believe in Jesus. Their minds think Jesus is a religious judgmental creep that's going to beat him up or maybe that he's not but his people are and they got all this stuff built up in their mind that's separating them from God because of so much religion in the Christians so the Christians have not demonstrated the joy of Jerusalem it's called the anointing of gladness the oil of joy do you realize Christians the only type of anointing mentioned in the scriptures is the oil of joy and how much joy and laughter is on your face is the sure measurement of how anointed you are as a Christian I mean people don't teach that but that's what's in the Bible people think this anointing is something else they're deceived of religion (laughs) when we get the real anointing we'll have all the power because do you realize Everything that Satan tempts you with in this world is to make you happy. Well, if I had enough money, I'd be happy. If I had the right husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend, I'd be happy. (laughs) 
It was mock the demons, mock the temptations of Satan. There's nothing in the natural world that will make you happy. Even if for a moment there's pleasure in it, it's empty inside. You can only get happy on the seven spirits of God. That's the only chance you guys and us will ever have permanent breakthrough. (laughs) And until we get into that, we're deceived. And I'm so thankful that the seven spirits of God, like seven graces, like seven majestic powers of perfect love that drive out all the fears of the seven mountains. The fear of money keeps the Christian so bound up. Are you kidding me? Have you ever seen people so bound up and worried about money before? And Satan loves playing with your emotions and just all of your weaknesses of fears and cares and worries. The Bible says that the worries of this world choke out the seed of the Word of God in the parable of the sower sowing seed. All the strategies of the devil are written clearly for your understanding in the New Testament. So nothing should deceive you, Christians. He just messes with you. And you know what? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. What happens when the spirit is strong and the flesh is weak? Because the flesh is always weak. You never get your flesh strong. I don't care if you're, you know, a bodybuilder, you know, Navy SEAL. There's no such thing as strong flesh. There's something called a strong man that works in the soul realm of the demonic, but it has nothing to do with your body. You can come through a 60-pound boy or a 300-pound man. No flesh is strong. You can have the demonic strong ingrained in the soul to the point where they can use all the power of starlight that's called a sorcerer or a warlock or a witch, and they do have power and they do have strength, and you can see their power and strength over most Christians. Most Christians are not more powerful mentally because they don't have their minds renewed. They're not more powerful than the sorcerers. Is sorcery strong in 2017? Or is that just some archaic, you know, you know, Merwin and King Arthur fantasy nonsense? People are clueless. Sorcery is starlight manipulation through your minds. There has never been more sorcery or more sorcerers than right now in 2017. A sorcerer controls people by lies. (laughs) A sorcerer controls people by the power of his darkened mind in relationship with his father, Lucifer. There are sons of Lucifer... And there are sons of God. And oftentimes, we know each other. (laughs) Because when people powerful and light come around, you can feel them from a distance. Absolutely true. I remember, it was like eight years ago, I'm walking down Hennepin Avenue, and this guy comes running up to me. And he says, what are you doing? From a block away, he started yelling at me. What are you doing? And he was sort of telling me how all of his communication lines with hell are closing. And he spoke to me like I understood everything right away. 
Because he knew I was the source closing his communication lines with hell. It's eight years ago. And I, and I told him how the order of Melchizedek is shutting down those doors with the keys of David that no one can open. So the, the only future he has is to join me in the priesthood of Melchizedek. And I gave him the book of Hebrews, and he'd never seen it before, and he read it. Who knows what happened to him? Crazy warlock. <laughs> oh, it's fun stuff. Long time ago when I was going out eight hours a day on the streets before God had me focusing on broadcasting and training up sons of God doing this stuff. Different waves, different seasons, different times and activities. God's always changing, always moving, using pe- people to do different things every season. But many, many seasons ago, it was a lot of fun just getting into the people that were in the occult. You know, we'd spend eight hours a day at Hard Times Cafe for 18 months. As a missionary in my early days, I'd pray in tongues and worship and have the audio Bible on 24-7 in 2006, 2007. And then after eight, eight, eight hours of just burning in the glory, you know, we'd go out and go to the darkest places, satanic coffee shops, and mainly Hard Times Cafe, which is in Cedar Riverside in Minneapolis, and hanging out there, just made tons of friends. A lot of them are still my friends on Facebook to this day. What an adventure. Oh, it's been amazing just growing from those early days of ministry to this present time, where it's just today, I feel like I'm sitting inside seven blazing torches. I didn't feel like that nine years ago. 11 years ago, you know, I mean, we'd speak in tongues, you know, but there was still a lot of religion to overcome. There was still rebellion to overcome. Now it's like, honestly, I don't even remember. Like, you got to understand, when you get into the glory of God like this, you are changed. You are metamorphosized. You are transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible's true. And the seven spirits of God is what make the Bible real to you. Without the seven spirits of God, it's just a dead letter. It's just an enslaving doctrine. It's just a do-do doctrine. You know, it's just religion. I tell you, more than anything in this world, more than church, more than your Bibles, Bibles are good. But there's the seven spirits of God who wrote your Bibles. I think that's a little more important. (laughs) You know, we got the Bible memorized, but we don't know the Lord who wrote it, who's right here in seven spirits. Counsel and might, knowledge and understanding, wisdom, fear of the Lord, and the Spirit of the Lord wrote the Bible. Everyone's into the Bible, and I love the Bible. But you will never unlock that word. What's written? They weeped and mourned because no one could open the seven scrolls. Here's a mystic mystery and a sacred secret. The seven scrolls are the Bible. They're not opened until Lion of the tribe of Judah with seven blazing torches. Open it up so you can understand Genesis to Revelation. Without the seven spirits of God, there's zero understanding of the Holy Scriptures. You know, it's just religion. It's literally death. So this is revolutionary stuff. People's understanding of Christianity as you know it will be utterly obliterated. 
by the seven spirits of God because he's been wanting to do this this whole time. This is the freedom of the seven spirits of God that sets you free from all the city of religion, Babylon, and all the counterfeit river of life called Euphrates. Euphrates was the main epicenter and the main source of life for the city of Babylon. True story. It's the counterfeit river of life. It's the counterfeit drinking. Like it says, they're drunk on religion. There's people out there that are drunk on strange fire. That's the vast majority. Everyone on the planet is intoxicated with something. You're better off being drunk on alcohol than being drunk on religion. There is nothing more diabolical than religion. Nothing even close. You know, it's not the overt sin, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes. That's not the throne of the beast, the throne of the dragon. That's not the throne of the false prophet. That's not the seat where Satan sits. Satan sits on the throne of Babylon, and from his throne flows the river Euphrates. Pure religion is Satan's throne. He's very religious. As it, you know, in the book of Job, I love that story. When Satan appeared before God, he didn't appear with the prostitutes. You know, he didn't appear with the gang members. He didn't appear with the warlocks. He appeared with the sons of God. He appeared with religion. It's true. He didn't appear in the overt sin. How does Satan appear to us? In the book of Job, he appears right in the midst of all the things of God. And he twists them and he corrupts them and he's done it to this day in every church. And every Christian's had to deal with it majorly in their lives. And few have overcome. And the little bit we have overcome is like darkness compared to how much you overcome when you get into the freedom of the seven blazing torches through all your mind. I'm experiencing freedom the last couple weeks on a level through my mind I've never tasted before. I'm starting to understand this verse where Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. (laughs) You know, he's at a synagogue in Nazareth. He reads the scroll. After that, they tried to kill him. But before that, when he says the Spirit of the Lord, I saw that today. Where was that coming from? People think that's an outside anointing. A lot of a lot of different theories I've heard about, you know, the Holy Ghost. But he says in John seven thirty eight, out of your heart proceeds rivers of living water. What Jesus was saying is, all the kingdom of heaven that was in his heart has manifested and now is above his head. Which means he's the Son of Man. Which means when the Spirit of the Lord and the seven spirits of God are above your head. The seven horns and the seven eyes have budded through your soul. He's saying he's a manifesting son of God. And what that does, and what I saw today, is it goes down all the mountain of mankind. Because that is the leadership of the earth. That is the leadership of man. Because the seven spirits of God created man. Okay? And will restore man back to himself. God the Father's spirit. God the Father's inner man. (laughs) And so once it's 
protruding out your head, which means your soul is crucified. Not my will, yours be done. You know, Jesus Christ only doing what His Father is doing, which means it was these seven spirits of God above His head that led Him and did everything through His ministry every day. True story. That's how Jesus Christ was perfect, by the seven spirits of God. I know He's the Messiah, I know He created the world, but He showed us how to be perfect and gave us all the same stuff to be exactly like Him, called the Holy Ghost. And very few have walked this path, but everyone needs to, because this is the path of eternal life, and there's no reason whatsoever to wait till you die to learn all this stuff. You know, if you learn all this stuff here, you can be great in the kingdom forever. If you reject this stuff here, you will not be great in the kingdom. There is zero possibility of being great. (laughs) The only way you have authority in the heavens, the only way you're great in the kingdom, the only way you rule and reign, the only way you're like Jesus Christ is by being totally dependent on the seven spirits of God. So you, like Jesus, in Jesus Christ who possesses you and has manifested through you called the body of Christ, can say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. (laughs) Well, the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. And these seven spirits of God are blowtorching these seven mountains of animal flesh. And the seat of the beast is the brain of mankind independent of Jesus Christ and His seven spirits. And they'll be bedazzled. They'll be completely astounded when they see the Lamb. That's not talking about the second coming of Christ. That's talking about the bride of Christ letting the seven spirits of God fully manifest through her soul, which she's been so reluctant to do because Satan has tempted her in every area of her mind to resist the spirit. We've been doing ministry a long time. The verse, do not grieve the Holy Spirit, Do not resist the Holy Spirit, which means do not grieve, do not resist the seven spirits of God. I mean, it's rare to find someone who obeys that commandment. I tell you the truth. Because there's so much religion, they're taught and trained Babylonian, they don't even know better. So it just has to develop such patience in the sons of God dealing with such a religious bride that comes out of all starlight deception all false light, everything that has the appearance of good, but inwardly is dead man's bones. (laughs) But inwardly is Satan himself. (laughs) That's how he's been able to spread his root system through so many people's brains. The kingdom of the beast is a root system. Those roots can be removed only by one thing the roots of David, the seven spirits of God. And there is no other way. But thanks be to God. He's patient with us. He's given us the seven spirits of God. He's given us the fullness of the Holy Ghost. And He's so patient with us. He knows how much temptation and how much deception, how many lies are out here in Babylon the Great. He knows what you're up against. He knows your vulnerable spots and weaknesses. And He's so slow to anger. He's so quick to forgive. I mean, He shed His blood, and the second your mind changes, and you humble yourself and just get cleansed, He's just, you're just washed in the blood of the Lamb. 
and Jesus Christ will never bring it up. In fact, any time you mentally approach Him with your heart and mind, as you're going near Him, all of your darkness is washed off. The closer you walk towards Jesus and these seven spirits of God, the more you're cleansed and sanctified and renewed in your mind. Until you sit on the throne and it's just like only goodness pours out of you constantly. It's very rare Satan can deceive us and get anything evil from the outside lodged into our minds. Because once you're seated with Christ in heavenly places with seven blazing torches before your throne having overcome the world, you know, Revelation gifts of chapters 2 and 3 for those who conquer and overcome the world, which is starlight and stardust, which is the only way Satan can tempt people in this whole planet. (laughs) Once you overcome all that, only abundant goodness and perfection billows out of you constantly. And it's only a matter of time before that fire gets so strong that it devours every enemy of Christ around you. There's people that want Jesus. There's a lot of people that are in love, but they're just religious. And they just, you'll never get into a place of ruling and reigning until you understand this message. It's impossible. There's no other way. There's not a plan B, you know, just, I'm just going to skip all the advanced righteousness stuff, the weird stuff I don't understand in the book of Revelation, and keep to Paul's epistles. Ain't going to work, buddy. You've got to take the full word of God. 66 books, there's not one thing in that Bible I reject. 100% embraced as the seed of the Word of God in my heart, watered with the Holy Ghost. You know, and the light of the Holy Ghost causes it to grow up into us so that our souls are fully possessed with the soul of Jesus Christ, the mind of Christ, the bright and morning star. Amen? Glory to God. I pray that for all of you. Everything of God magnified in your hearts and minds, every distraction, every temptation, every lie, every deception of starlight washed out of you by the glory of God, great grace. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Shaka. Well, if you guys want to partner with Red Letter Ministries, you can donate at redlettermen.com and be blessed. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs>